Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin, the only podcast that if it could funk, it still wouldn't because that just is time would be normally be Munkin. That was a mess of an intro. My name is Jay Christie. I'm one of the co-hosts, joined as always by Andre Brera. Andre, how are you? You know, I'm I'm ready to dig for some treasure. Exactly. We're digging for treasure this episode. Um, but, you know, not literally because uh, this is Mr. Monk in the game show. Um what do you think of this episode? It was okay. It was alright. I don't have any thoughts on it. Um, I, the only thing is, like, it's, 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 uh, sorry. It's basically just Monk and, uh, that annoying-ass, uh, guy, yeah, Kevin. Kevin Dorfman. Yeah, there's too much Kevin so, Dorfman in it. Too much Kevin Dorfman. Too much being. Kevin Dorfman. Too little, uh, I mean, I, I, you know, too little Stott and Disher. Like, yeah. nobody else, so it's, yeah. it's, it's, that's, that's, a, that's kind so, of a problem, but. So, obviously, but, this episode, the, the obvious thing about it is it doesn't feature, um, Sharona, Stottmeyer, or Disher. And um, based on, you know, the fact that the next episode we have is actually Sharona's last episode as Monk's assistant. Um, they, this was the last episode they filmed uh, in the, this half of the season. And, um, you know, clearly they needed to film an episode that didn't have Biddy Shram in it because she was not on the show, going to be on the show anymore. And so clearly they, like, had to arrange an episode that she wasn't in, but I imagine also because, like, the schedules... This is all me speculating, by the way. This I, this is not inside information I have. I was going to say, do we know, like... No, I mean, know? okay, I know that this was the... Andy did tell me that this was Andy Breckman, the creator of Monk. I, I feel gross for just saying it, flipping like that. Um, that this was the last episode they filmed, that they filmed this afterwards, because um, they knew that Biddy was being written off the show. So that I do know. I see. But the thing I'm speculating that I imagine because the schedule is probably weird, they probably only could guarantee that he could get Tony Shalhoub, whereas like uh, Jason's Grace Stanford and Ted Levine were probably not available to do like a makeup day. Anyway, so it's just Kevin Dorfman and Adrian Monk. Um, but there's also a big guest star in this, and um, I know that I know a little something about your relationship with this guy. Um, and right. I know you can obviously share as much as you want, but this episode guest stars the murderer is one John Michael Higgins, who is, in my opinion, one of the best character actors that, you know alive right now. So I know I know you've met him before, so uh, you know share as much as you'd like. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know it's it's nice to get Higgy with it, you know, for a little bit. <laughs> uh, but ba- basically, um, the gist of it uh, is one of my ex girlfriends uh, was like a city planner, and one of her coworkers, I guess was like really good friends with john michael higgins so i went to like a friends giving event and he um he was there and you know i i I hadn't seen him in many things i think i'd seen him in like bad teacher i want to say the cameron diaz one Mm -hmm. that's it and uh yeah okay yeah he's in it and uh and i was just like oh hey like you know nice guy whatever and we were talking and and my my ex-girlfriend would just like she kept mentioning the fact that i was trying to get into film school and all this crap and i was applying and so i was applying to usc and he actually offered to write a recommendation letter and he did um but i did i didn't end up actually attending because it was way too expensive but more importantly did you uh, get nope. accepted though did you get accepted yeah no 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 i got in i got in exactly I just, I so so no my point being John Michael Higgins, yeah, great John, guy. Yeah, <laughs> great, great guy. guy. Great guy. <laughs> super, super nice. Um, I don't remember what he brought to the Friendsgiving, but uh, yeah, I wish I had more on that. But yeah, like, I no, mean, in terms cool of, in him. terms, I mean, because uh, you know, people know, may or may not know, I did a show that ran for a long time 
podcast. And by a long time, I mean like two years. That was about celebrities doing bad things in their pasts. And so right. offering a person you met the day of to write a recommendation to get into a college is like such the exact no, opposite. Yeah. It's a super nice thing to do. So shouts to John yeah, McLeod. Um, if anyone who's yeah, listening no, knows absolutely. him, uh, let him know that we're huge. I mean, I'm a huge fan. Andre's a huge fan. Um, yeah, I mean, I love him and everything, man. He's just so fucking good. Dude, you know what's sad is actually I had his email address and mm-hmm. I don't have it anymore because that Gmail account got hacked and I had to like get rid of it. Oh. So I couldn't even, I, I can't even like reach back. I don't know if he has a Twitter, but maybe I'll reach out he to does. him. He does. He does. He does. Um, but okay. uh, yeah, I'll, t- I'll tag him in a tweet. But it's kind of funny because he's in this episode and we'll get to it. But I actually think that like in terms of my favorite John Michael Higgins performances and you know, he guest stars on every TV show ever to exist. This is pretty low because he doesn't get to do a lot of the John Michael Higgins stuff I love. You know what I mean? He doesn't. He doesn't have right. a lot of room. You know. Um, but anyway, so we actually start off with him. We start off with uh, he's the first guy we meet. Um, and he's watching the show. Uh, what is it? Treasure uh, chest. Um, Treasure chest. Yeah. With his assistant, um, and uh, he's like, that doesn't prove anything. So you immediately know that there's some type of nefariousness going on. And it's like we actually never yeah. figure out what the nefariousness of this is. Because the scandal that we follow is actually a completely different cheating scandal. It is? Well, think about it. Because the thing with Val is because Val blackmails him. So he's cheating in a separate way before that. (laughs) Oh. No, but I think that's what she was getting to, right? Oh, wait. No, he was. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. True. What an asshole. Yeah, he's just, you know. (laughs) Uh, and there's a couple problems with this whole the episode that I'll get into. Um, but okay, um, you know, and she's she has a conscience, so she's gonna do the right thing. Um, and she's going to, she's gonna send give the an envelope of the tape to um, what's his face uh, Dwight Ellison, who is the executive producer of the show, and and then AKA also uh, the warden from uh, Shawshank Redemption. Yes, the warden from Shawshank Redemption. Um, Whenever I see him, I think of a short-lived show, which is, in my opinion, one of the funniest shows ever made that you really should watch, called Trial and Error. Um, it was on NBC for two summers, and it was basically like a fake, uh, it was kind of like a fake true crime documentary, and he played the victim's father fr- in the first season, and he was like a southern, like, uh, tobacco baron, and mm-hmm. I remember um, he, they hire, like, the main lawyer is, like, you know, uh, he goes to Southern County, he's a Jewish guy from New York, and he's like, you know, uh, son, I just want to make sure that you are, uh, Northeastern. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm from, uh, I'm from Connecticut. No, 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 but your, your, your father and your mother, uh, or were they, and then he rubs his nose, Northeastern. It's like, oh, my father's Northeastern and my mom's from Arizona, but she converted. I, I think, it, whenever I see him, I think oh, of, okay, okay. I think of just the line, what he delivers, is he Northeastern? Anyway. This is a long way away of saying watch Trial and Error. It was on two seasons. Don't watch it. Anyway, um, so he, John Michael against uh, Roddy, does the thing that every man who is a, he's like going to get turned in for doing something bad before he murders the person who's going to turn him in. He does the same thing they always do, which is, okay, okay, I'll quit. I'll admit myself. I'll, I'll, I'll come clean. I'll tell everyone. Because the moment someone says yeah. that in a show, you know they're about to kill the person they're talking to. Yeah, no, I mean, that's... Yeah, definitely. And it, I, what I do like about like what happens, it's very similar to the first episode, right? Kind you of. You mean the like, second way, episode? It reminded me of it. Or was it the second one? This is the one where the all yeah, the, it is the yeah. second one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did like um, that. In that, there's a crash, a car crash. So, 
first he ends up replacing the tape that she has with an exercise tape. And then he ends up cutting her brakes, which he does very nonchalantly. And I, you know, never had a car. I went to school in New York, back living in New York. So I don't... I was going to say, is that where the brakes are? Uh, I was going to ask you. If, would you be able to... You've been driving for, what, like 15 years or more? Would you be able to just, like, lean down in five seconds, find the brakes? <laughs> no, definitely not. No. I would have probably... Yeah, no, I have no idea. I don't even know, like... Yeah, no. Also, while we're on the subject, isn't it weird that the two main things in brakes are brake pads and shoes? What the hell? Who came up to call them brake shoes, anyway? Um, so there's fluid leaking, so you know he cut the brake line. Um, and he says that he's going to announce his him quitting on the show. And sure enough, he... On the show, instead of announcing he's quitting, makes an announcement that he's renewing his contract. And yeah. so she's like, this son of a bitch. And she starts driving and driving. And uh, she's goes by um, this um, area called... Da, 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 da. I, Bluestone? Yeah, Blue, Bluestone, we'll call it. It's not Bluestone, I don't think. Bluestone but, Valley or something. Oh, Bluestone like Valley. That. Yeah, something like that. So she goes by and yeah. she tries to like use the brake to stop. And um, she ends up you okay. know, going off a cliff. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm going to be like a nitpicker, but like she didn't notice that before she That's was what on I was this gonna road. Say. I was going to say there are two Come big on. problems. Is one, yeah. how did she, did she never have to brake at any point in the entire drive? She just backed up or, I mean, pulled out, no no questions asked, and just also, all mass, I guess. Also, it is a huge gamble to assume that if you cut someone's brake, that they're going to die. Because, yes, it is very dangerous to drive with your brakes cut. However, like, it's it's kind of on her for how she, like, if she, she, not, okay, it's not on her, but, like, it is not a done deal that, she, like, there are ways that you could maneuver in such a way to, like, skid out or, you know, stop yourself. Not, well, not easy, and it probably wouldn't be a fine, but, like, it's a huge bet to say that, okay, when she's going, when she's going to realize her brakes cut out, are going to be when she's going, like, 70 miles an hour and there's a cliff next to her. Like, most places... She would just crash into, like, a tree at, like, 30 miles an hour and have, like, a concussion but be fine. <laughs> Dude, you know, like, what would have been cool, Andy, if you're listening, maybe mm-hmm. it's not too late, <clears throat> but it would have been so fucking hilarious if uh, if someone did, like, a copycat murder of, like, bringing that, that what I, get, like, what I just ramp. talked about, that little yeah. slope, the ramp, and just repeated that. That would I mean, be so that, cool. That, I mean, it's, it's a, you know... It's one of those things where you can't mess with the perfection, so why not do it again? You know, run it back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we that she crashes, she dies. Rest in peace. And then we cut to Kevin Dorfman is in the kitchen with Monk. What was your reaction when you saw our friend Kevin Dorfman in the kitchen with Monk? Uh, I was already irritated. <laughs> I was just like, God damn, this guy's annoying. Uh, why? And also, I was thinking, like, why is he here? Isn't he fucking rich? Like, should mm-hmm. be gone. Yes. Um, and so he's making an egg salad and he's then listing, this is eighth egg salad he's eaten. He's listing the other times he's eaten egg salad. Um, I mean, to be fair, eggs, I mean, well, he, he says he, it's his eighth time, right? Yeah. Or something like that. I don't um, think I've eaten egg salad that many times. I'm not a big mayonnaise guy though. Actually, I don't really like mayonnaise at all. So I don't eat that many times. No, same here. Like, uh, I'm out on egg salad. I'm out on, uh, tuna salad. It's the mayonnaise. Like, I have no problem with eggs, tuna, or potatoes. Or macaroni. Would you eat eggs and tuna together? No, probably not. 
Uh, but I didn't say that. I said <laughs> I have no problem with eggs, tuna, and macaroni, and potato. I was saying all the things that are in uh, mayonnaise-based salads. But anyway, so you, Monk gets a phone call and asks from Sharona, and you can tell that they couldn't get Biddy Sharona for this episode because they don't cut back and forth on the phone. <laughs> um, right, right. But where is Sharona? Um, I guess she's back in Jersey again. Uh, her mom is uh, she's taken ill. She appears to be on the mend, uh, judging mm-hmm. from the one-sided conversation we're hearing. Mm-hmm. So, but so she's just like inconvenienced him for a week or so. Yes, and Shrona finds it very funny when she learns that Kevin is listing all the times he's eaten uh, egg salad. Because it is, I mean, if someone, if I, Monk told me that, I would find it funny. And then he says, "When you come back, come back with a gun." So he's pre- fully prepared to murder Kevin, um, which is fun. And Who solves that murder? I mean, no one. It's one of those, like, it's like the end of Roadhouse where everyone's like, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. Um, I've never seen Roadhouse. You know, that's, it's great, but it's also like, it's it's amazing, but it's also terrible. Um, anyway. Yeah. Great. Shouts to Roadhouse. Um, anyway. Uh, Kevin's like, you know, if, we're, if I'm going to be looking in on you, we need more food. And they're making a list. Yada, yada, yada. And what ingredient does he say? And then Monk immediately bristles that. What does he say he's gonna get? Uh, shit! It's the one. What's uh, Monk on, afraid of? It's what oh, is, is it milk? It's milk. <laughs> okay, and now I was paying attention to the one before that. Oh, papri- paprika. The way he says paprika. He also says he's gonna get bok choy, which is like you're in someone else's kitchen. Bok choy. Like it's bok choy. Yeah, but like I don't know. If I'm watching over someone, I'm not just gonna unilaterally start forgetting bok choy. Like. What are you using bok choy for? That's not like a, a production where it's like, hey, do you want me to do like authentic stir fry? In that case, I'll get bok choy. But like, I'm just like, well, the essentials. Okay, we need salt, pepper, butter, bok choy, um, paprika, yeah. and milk. Uh-huh. And so um, there is a ring at the a door. A ring at the doorbell. There's a ring at the door. The doorbell rings, whatever. And it is mm-hmm. Trudy's father, Dwight Ellison. And apparently uh, he calls earlier. Kevin told him on a post-it note. There are a bunch of post-it notes on the wall. Um, right. Which he, Kevin's really out here looking. Like, that post-it note wall looks like a, someone with Alzheimer's making notes to themselves. Like, it's a problem. I mean, he's got a lot of thoughts. Yeah, but isn't, isn't his whole thing? He remembers everything? He remembers all the time he's eating egg salad. That's, yeah, you're right. right. Poking holes. Now, I also can't, I'll be honest with you, I can't help, but... I, I don't think it's the case, but when he was naming all the times he ate egg salad, it's like, oh my god, is this the way I look when, like, I start rattling off random things I remember? But I don't think it is, because they're usually... It is... It, I do look a little bit like that. I, however, the things I'm rattling off are usually a little more interesting than the times of eating egg salad. Not always. Um, so, Monk opens the door, and it is a very sweet moment, because... what is? Did you notice what Monk called uh, Dwight Ellison? He calls him dad, right? Yeah, he calls him dad. Which, yeah. you know... That's, uh, it's really nice, because, I don't know, it's nice to see Monk happy, honestly, and it, it's, yeah. Yeah, no, and it's, uh, at this point is when it's sunk into my head that I'm like, okay, this is gonna be, uh, like a bottle-ish episode, where Larry's in gonna be, like, it's not in the same location, but it's, like, it's separated from the reality that we know. Yeah, it's a, it's a side episode, yeah, it's, once again, yeah. Like, the more TV... When I first... When this episode first happened, I was like, oh, it's a different episode. But now, like, you can kind of tell there's when a show can't get an actor for an episode and they're writing around it. Um, yeah. You know, you just pick up on those things. 
Um, it's like how when you watch TV for mm-hmm. long enough, you start to notice when a uh, a female character is all uh, carrying boxes in every scene. It's like, oh, the actress is definitely pregnant. You know, little things. You notice those yep. things. Um, and so uh, he comes in, and Kevin makes him some coffee, and it has a raisin in it because Kevin's fucking sucks. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, I'm sure putting a raisin in coffee, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I'm sure it does make it sweeter or whatever, and I'm sure it might even be better, but you don't do that without asking. Yeah, I, yeah, I would be upset. Um, I have this weird thing. I actually really like, um, uh, I like raisins, but I don't like raisins in anything except for, like, eating them by themselves. Mm. Like, I can't I, do it in a, I can't do it in a bagel, I can't do it in, like, pudding, uh, and I cookies. really don't like yeah oh my god oatmeal raisin don't get me don't get me started i mean i can't judge i have a lot of weird food habits you know you'll you'll never see any judgment from me when it comes to food things unless it's ordering a steak well done but that's just a you know it's just oh no you do that no of course not i do the opposite okay my point being is the only thing i'll judge someone on is if they order steak well done pineapple on pizza doesn't even get me mad but steak well done is a problem um just because people because the the, reason annoys me if i can say quickly is because the pe- reason people get steak well done is because they think, like, it's dangerous to eat steak when it's not well done, and that's just, like, provably false. So, like, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, Monk wishes him a happy birthday, yada, yada, yada. Apparently, Marsha, his wife, is now a grief counselor. Um, and, he, and he's, uh, you know, Dwight's now a producer on Treasure Chest, this big game show, and he wants Monk to come back to him to lo- with, with him to Los Angeles to investigate what he thinks is a cheating scandal on his show. Um, okay. Okay. Real quick. Real quick. Okay. Hey, he mentions that I go on tangents all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. He mentions. He mentions that he is producing a new show. Yeah. It's not a new show. This ain't a new show. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Okay. All right. I noticed that too. Glad you noticed. Yeah. Because uh, Roddy says he signed an extension. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely an oversight. Um, and Kevin is very interested in uh, the show. He asks who writes the questions, um, which is, of course the team writers. Um, that's a job I definitely would like to get, but apparently, like, I've looked for it. It's not easy to get a job writing trivia questions. If you happen to be a producer on a show that is trivia-based, uh, you know, at the J. Christie, you know, just send me a link, because, as you might imagine, I, I, I'm very good, I think. I don't know. I've never done it professionally. So, they end Don't up... add him if you have anything to hide. What? Don't mm. add Jay Christie if you have something to hide. Why? I'm not like an investigator. I don't. I'm. I mean, I, I have. I, I'm interested in people's salacious past, but I'm not an investigator. Anyway, um, somehow because you know what's gonna happen, Kevin ends up getting his way into coming because like Sherrod is not there and he Monk needs help, which is like no, he doesn't. He's with his father-in-law who like understands his needs. Yada yada yada. Kevin absolutely does not need to come, but whatever. Um, and yeah, they're off. So uh, so now, how did you feel about the way they portrayed your uh, your hometown, Los Angeles? Well, for one, I was actually very relieved that we didn't get like the whole road trip because I, uh, Kevin just doesn't do it for me. No, he ain't it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and secondly, like I mean, yeah, I think I recognize the portion of it. I want to say it's uh, the place where they filmed the the game show. It's actually, I think it's a Scientology production place now. Wow. But it's like, ne- yeah, it's next to this, my favorite bar in LA, TKT, which fits like maybe 20 people if you're really horny. Wow. That's exciting. And it's right near the Scientology place? 
Uh, it's near one. Their production because they have. Oh, like, they have oh like I was about to say com- they have a complex. They have mm-hmm. a complex, and then there's like a separate thing where they f- film their yeah. channel or whatever. Man, there's no, you know what? There's nothing more ominous than because obviously I think like Los Angeles probably is the highest percent, the high, most Scientologists of anywhere in the country, but the highest percentage is Clearwater, Florida, which is like where their headquarters is. And when you right. see it on like the horizon, it's like ha- you really you see it like towering over the skyline because it's not in the middle of a city. Clearwater is like a town of like 120,000 people, but it's not a city by any means. It's the only really tall building, and it's like this shouldn't be legal. Like we all know that this is bad. <laughs> we all know this is an evil organization. How do they have this gigantic building just standing in the middle of the sky? Anyway, um, it's so weird. Anyway, so they go to Hollywood and they go to uh, the studio. And Kevin really wants to meet Roddy, um, and they say he does not talking to anyone, which you know. I wish Kevin never met Roddy because that scene is excruciating. So we meet. Yeah. Uh, Kevin gets showed around by this, uh, by like the model who like points to stuff, and Kevin really is like he's just. Uh, man, he's just, he's pathetic. <laughs> like he he's yeah. definitely like yeah. Go. It, it, is he on more episodes to come? Yes, no, only one or two more, but yeah. One, though, one of them, he's not bad, but what I was going to say is that Kevin, in that scene where he's talking to the woman who points and stuff, you're like, Kevin is absolutely the guy, type of guy who, like, responds to, like, Instagram models' comments. I mean, like, photos with, like, you seem like such a nice girl. I'm a very nice guy. You should give me a chance. You know what I mean? Like, he's just uh yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was a total loser when he uh, got married the first time, so, you know. Over, under, $500, do you think he spends a month on OnlyFans subscriptions? Over. (laughs) So, we meet Val Birch, who's, like, the reigning champion, and he just sucks. Like, once Kevin sucks. A regular Ken Jennings. Yes, a regular Ken Jennings, except whereas Ken Jennings is, by all accounts, an incredibly nice guy. Val Birch is a tool who knows nothing. Um... Right. Yeah, he even mentions, uh, like, uh, much to the Bay Area's chagrin, he calls San Francisco Frisco. He does. And he starts trashing it. And he says, like, yeah, it was too foggy, thing. and he couldn't see the, the bridge. You know, the famous bridge. And Monk goes, the Golden Gate? No, I said it's a bridge. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then and then uh, he's like, yeah, what are you guys going to do about the fog? And Monk's like, I don't know. Let me make a call. Let me see what I can do. Yeah, so this Val guy is obviously not uh, smart. Um I feel like y'all can agree on that. And so they walk away, and Dwight's basically like, you know, he's definitely cheating, but how? And then we see Kevin pitch his show to uh, Roddy. And now I had two internships in college that were both reality TV companies, production companies. And so I, in our weekly basis for each of them, we had to, like, pitch shows, which was that te- way beyond the scope of what an unpaid intern should be doing? Absolutely. Um Anyway, uh, and what, did they own the shows if they ever end up using ideas and we didn't have to get paid anything? 100%. Anywho. Um, yeah. So um, he pitches his show, which is called 40 Winks. What is the concept of 40 Winks? It's basically uh, three people, three contestants, mm-hmm. and whoever falls asleep first wins. Yes. Uh, and his tagline is, you snooze, you win. Which, which is actually pretty It's a great tagline. It's a great tagline, but I guess things it brought me flashbacks to my first internship. They definitely were not as mean, and the second one they were mostly nice. There was just one guy who was a producer at the company who left like halfway through the internship, and he was he wore like a fucking uh, newsboy cap all the time, and he was like five foot five, oh, yeah. so you could tell he sucked. 
Um, and he uh. was just so mean <laughs> to like. He was just like anytime anyone pitched anything. And this is this was at the second one, so like I kind of had a better idea of what was good and bad ideas. But like people who were not professional TV producers were pitching ideas. And he would, like, be like, come on, guys, you got to get better ideas. You, you don't do this, this, and this. And it's like, this is my third week here, man. And also, you're trying to steal from me. Anyway, so I had flashbacks to that guy. But obviously, this is a bad idea for a show. Um, because as uh, Roddy points out, you're just watching people sleep. During this conversation, though, Kevin uh, reveals a piece of information that one Adrian Monk, the detective, is at the show. And Roddy, he's now wary. Yeah. Um, which is that uh, he just thinks he's cheating, right? That's it. What? No. Wait, no, what? I mean, no. Kevin tells Roddy that Monk is there, and that makes Roddy worried because... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he fucking... And then Roddy yeah. has he... a meeting with Val backstage, and what do they discuss? Uh, I mean, basically, that's this is where you get confirmation that, yeah, the fix is in. They're working on it together. You don't know why mm-hmm. quite yet. Um, yeah. You can kind of take some guesses. But, you can, but, but one, yeah, thing you, yeah, one thing you do get, though, is that at least I, you, maybe it's just because I've seen it before. Even though this episode is barely on in uh, marathon rotation. I think because it's kind of weird because it doesn't mm-hmm. have Shona or Natalie. But um, right. that it's clear that Val is the one who's in control because, like, Roddy's basically trying to say, like, you're going to end soon. He's like, no, we end when I say I end. we end. Um, yeah. And now this scene really is a problem, though, because um, gay- the one area of U.S. law where the laws are actually written out in an appropriate way that, like, it's not super uh, arcane and, like, there's actually active rules is in the game show fraud department because of the... Um, this is a very long one way of saying, because you know, like the game show scandals in the fifties where like there's the cheating basically, yeah, there is almost no way there ever could be a cheating scandal on an American game show period. Cause the laws are so unbelievably strict, which is why this scene is completely unrealistic because producers and like producers that write questions and the host are not allowed to ever have any contact with contestants period. End of story ever. Like just never, they're not allowed to see each other. Like that's something that I remember. Yeah, yeah. And so this, this. Yeah, no, I would. Yeah, I was just like it was tripping me out that like there would even be a scene between the two of them. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, how is this possible? And like, yeah, they're just. It is so. It's like I said, it's one of the few things that makes me happy that I like that because I feel like we're in such a world where anything you can be like, oh, that's probably fraud. That's probably fraud. But with game shows, the laws are so strict, and they're probably unnecessarily strict in a lot of ways because it's like, what's the legal reason for doing all that? But. Um, yeah, there's just no way. Not that you couldn't feasibly have some type of cheating scandal, but the host could never be involved. Because I remember, like, speaking of Ken Jennings, he, when he was asked about, like, what Alex Trebek was like, he's like, I literally only see him on the show because we are sequestered into a room where he never can go, and then we come out, and, like, so, yeah, it's it's, it's really stupid that there's, like, meeting behind bleachers, and it's like, that in itself yeah. would get Val kicked off the show. Like, you can't do that. Do you think um, his name is Valerie? No. Um, it's probably, uh, what would it be? What would Val be? There's, I'm, I'm missing an obvious name. Val. Valjean? Valjean. Who's a famous male Val? I'll look up to see. Uh, Val, uh... Val Venus? Oh, Val, what's Val Kilmer's name? Uh, well, oh! I, I have bad news. Val Kilmer's given name is Val. Um, so... Also, anytime you look up Val Kilmer, you see, you, I, anytime it's just like, oh man, I cannot believe he looks that bad now. Like, that sucks. Dude... All I think about right now is uh, what he looked like in the snowman, which is horrible. 
You, I have not seen The Snowman, which is crazy because you gave me all the clues of where to find it on DVD. No. Um, it's actually not even that bad. Okay, but Val, Val is, uh, it's it's short for Valine, Valentine, Valen, or Valen. Valentine is probably the, clo- I don't know, but anyway, Val Birch. Um, uh, so, and then also, at, in the, at the end of the scene, Val says, you know, you should have thought of that before you killed your assistant, which, you know, we, uh, Fair. yeah, and, um, Monk asks, I mean, Monk asks Dwight, you know, are you sure he's cheating? He's like, yeah, he's a Neanderthal, which, um, he's a trivia show producer, he should know that it's pronounced Neanderthal, but whatever. Um, yeah. And then we go, they're gonna stay for a live taping, and Kevin has a souvenir. It's very special. Yeah, what is it? Yeah, did he steal, he stole a pencil from, is it Ronnie's pencil? Or he stole sorry, Roddy's, Roddy's pencil. Roddy's pencil. And it has bite marks all over it, which, like, come on, gross. Ah, that's me, man. I you bite your pencils? I, I tr- that, but I don't use pencils. I don't use pencils anymore. I tr- I, there was a time when... I, I can sometimes bite the end of my pen caps, but there was a time where, like, in, like, fifth grade where I saw people bite p- pencils and I thought it was cool, so, like, I tried to make myself do it. Yeah, I know. It's just, like... I bite my... I, I, I've slowly been getting better at not biting my fingernails. You know, this is a brand new me. Pretty soon I might start eating right and exercising. Let's, uh, you know... It's a whole new world for me, but uh, no, I never really bit pen- pencils that much. Um, also, it's not gross to bite pencil. I'm saying it's gross to have someone else's bitten pencil. <laughs> that that yes yes accurate true. Um, so the show starts and Monk. There's a gag where Monk is trying to keep up with the applause sign because it's you know shining off, on and off. Yeah, it's funny. Me and my girlfriend thought that that was like what was giving the hints for whatever reason. But mm. I'm like, wait, they're not playing the applause. They're not playing the applause while they're answering questions. So that I don't. Not know a bad know. idea. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Roddy. Roddy introduces Val. Um. And Val's not has no time for anecdotes. He's like just let's get some money because he wants to make as much money as possible. Um. First question. Uh. Was what's the biggest desert in Asia? Did you know that one? Uh. Which woba? What's the biggest desert in Asia? Gobi. Oh, yeah, I didn't know it was Gobi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one, I did not know. This is one where it's the answer is Marie Antoinette, but he says Mary Antoinette. Um, Yeah. I would have probably guessed this one, didn't off the top of my head. You got to keep myself honest. And then the smoking gun is there's a visual clue, and he gets it right, but what's the problem? Uh, He didn't look at the visual clue at all. So this guy knows the answers before, like yeah. yeah. I mean, he's also so, such know. a bad cheat. Like, dude, this game show is fucking easy, man. I should have been on it. Yeah, I know. I even knew the name of that stupid house. Isn't it Monticello? It is Monticello. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, it is a stupid house too, because let's not forget Thomas Jefferson, uh, horrible guy. Um, yeah. Can't be stated enough. Anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, by the way, did you ever? Uh, because the most recent, like, big game show cheating scandals, have you ever seen, like, the clips and stuff about that? I think they're making a movie about it. Um, or maybe they already did, about the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire in Britain cheating scandal. No. Where they're basically... I just saw Slumdog what, Millionaire. What it was was that they... This guy was on it, and the, his wife was in the stands, and um, they basically recruited one of the other people on Fastest Finger. You've watched Millionaire before, right? Where, like, there's the minigame beforehand. Where you have to like, uh-huh. really just, oh yeah, yeah, and they cut him in, and basically what they did is that on the answer questions, the if the wife would cough when the right answer was read, 
and then the guy in the fastest finger, because the wife is too far away for to be heard. The guy in the fastest finger would then cough, and so that's how it would know. So it was like a coughing system, and so. Uh, wow. So yeah, that's uh, so cheating needs to be. But the, the important thing about that though is that that cheating scandal still requires someone to know the right answer. Like it's not like they had the inside info; it's just that they were working as a team. Correct. Um, right. Yeah. Anyway, um, I forget. I need to watch that movie because I know Michael Sheen is playing the uh, British Regis. Um, and a big Michael Sheen guy. Big Sheen head here. Mm. But yeah, I, I like Sheen too. Okay. Big Michael Sheen. Big, I'm also, I'm also, honestly also a big Martin Sheen fan. Just any M. How Sheen. How about Charlie? Charlie, I mean, no. I mean, early stuff, yes. I think, like, you know, he's good and he's a good actor in a lot of early stuff. But also, like, you know, not, no. I'm not a big fan of Charlie Sheen. And I do also sometimes wonder, like, like, Martin Sheen gets, like, venerated a lot. And celebrated, and it's like a great guy. And he's like a very trap champ for a lot of political causes, and I respect a lot of things he's done. But it's also like I can only respect someone who was honestly a bad enough father to raise Charlie Sheen. Like you can't be a good father and raise Charlie. You can. It's impossible. Anyway, that's true. Estevez. Yeah, Emilio Estevez is a great guy though. I'm big, a big Emilio. I think he's very underrated. Um, yes. I think he kind of. I honestly, I think it's just one of those things where. I don't know. I don't know why he didn't have a bigger career. He should have been as big a career as Charlie Sheen. Um, I want to blame it on his weight gain, but that happened later than his career stopped being good, so I don't think that's it. Anyway. Yeah. So, we, uh... Monk is basically like something's up. And then they go back to Trudy's home. Well, Trudy's child's at home, and Monk embraces with Marsha, his former mother-in-law. Um, you know, then Kevin meets Marsha, and it's annoying. But then we get a flashback, which... What do you, how did you feel when you realized the flashback was coming? Uh, kind of, I mean, I knew it was happening. I mean, I knew there was going to be a flashback episode because of, you know, obviously your dad's involved. Um, did they recast Trudy? Is this a yes, they did. This is a different, this is uh, okay. Melora Hardin, most Malora, famous for pay- yeah. playing Jen in The Office. Right, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was nice. I mean, uh, it's basically just introducing uh when she first introduced him to their parents mm-hmm. they did a great job of like making him look pretty young yeah like, it, know, they did I don't know yeah. how long ago it was supposed to be they did a good job yeah because yeah, they, they definitely it didn't look cheesy but it also like you you could tell that um they put effort into it and um i also think it's just a question of acting like i think that a lot of it's just the way he carried himself um but th- these scenes to me are like super tragic in a way because you see that even though he had issues, how much warmer and brighter and how much more competent, like, it, you know, with it he was. And just, like, it's so sad to see, like, oh, shit, he once was, like, yeah, he was weird, but he once was, like, a functioning person, you know? Yeah, there was, I did have a little problem with the scene of, like, her, like, cutting up his food. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, man, like, For the record, he doesn't, he doesn't need it cut up. He needs it separated. Don't, I mean... The Offspring had a whole song about it. Um, Oh, nice. Thanks. Um, So, no, but my point is being like, the way way he interacts, like the jokes he makes, like it's just like, oh, like he once was a guy. Anyway, um, so, you know, he's like, Marshall's like, you know, you know, uh, you know where the guest room is, yada, yada, yada. He passes Trudy's room, he can't go inside. um, And he asks Marsha, how did you survive? And, uh, you know, she gives a, a sweet answer, I feel like. I don't know how much you, about, you remember. Uh, no, well, basically, like, she had lost she had lost hope. And I, I, I she mentioned something about burying herself alive. I wasn't sure if that That's, was a she's, no, she's No, she was buried alive is what she said. 
which you know okay, is yeah. fair. I think that that's honestly probably why it does feel to lose a child. I think that that's a good metaphor. Yeah, and so she just like mentions one day like the plants grew or like you know she realized mm-hmm. life went on and and all mm-hmm. that. So that was nice. I mean, I thought there was gonna be a little bit more to it. Like mm-hmm. I thought there was gonna be a whole arc of like monk coming to terms with stuff. Yeah. As soon as they actually mentioned that she became a grief counselor like earlier in the episode, but mm-hmm. it didn't really head in that direction. No, so, I think that and it it also makes me resent a lot of the Kevin stuff more because it's like they could have used all the Kevin yes, time yes. to actually yeah good stuff. Um. But I do like the thing that she ends it with by saying, like, it's still a beautiful world. Because I think that, like, you know, yeah. I'm not a grief counselor. But from what I understand, I think that that's so much of what getting over grief requires is to acknowledge that, you know, the world is uh, still turning. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, Wait, it's uh, it's like the Morgan Freeman quote at the end of Seven. I don't know what it is. It's like, I think he sends two things about the world. One of them is true or something. Oh, uh, yeah. Damn it. I, let, me, uh, let me look. Because it's, it's a good quote. Um, it's a great quote. I mean, as Morgan Freeman says it, so like, uh, oh yes, this is what it is. It's this is actually this actually doesn't support the point of the episode, but it's no, Ernest okay. he- Ernest Hemingway once wrote, "The world is a fine place and worth fighting for." I agree with the second part, which okay. that's yeah, a good quote. Yeah. Does not apply here though, because I think that uh, it's actually the opposite. Yeah, tr- yes, Trudy's uh, mom would actually say that the world is a <laughs> is a great place. Anyway. So we sit down at dinner, and I really, the thing I like about this scene a lot is before I talk about how much I hate that Kevin ruins it, is I like the way that it's, a couple times it's obvious, but I like how in basically every shot that you can see the empty chair where Trudy's supposed to be. Like, it's 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 not like just a one thing, it's not what they just show it once, it's in every single shot you can feel her absence, and I think that that's um, good directing. Yeah, I am a little pissed off that I missed my cue to make the we need to talk about Kevin joke. Oh damn! I'm sorry. That sucks. Don't worry. He's like I said, he comes no, I back. He comes back. He comes back. They'll forget about it. They'll forget about it by then. It'll be in a couple months. Okay. 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 <laughs> and so Kevin then explains what happens to his lottery winnings. What happens? There are three three prongs to what happened. Uh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think one is don't ever go to Vegas. Yep. Uh. T- two is uh. If you have an accountant, make sure he's certified. Uh-huh. And I don't remember the third one. Don't marry Lisa Abramowitz. Dot, dot, dot. Or her sister. Or her sister. Which, like, dude, how are you getting two different sisters to marry you? Also, that's weird. Like, I, Wait, is, Abr- is Abramowitz the girl from the episode? No, it was not. Oh, it was someone separate. Aside. Yeah, so okay. he got married three times in <laughs> three times like a year. Oh god, yeah. Do I? Do you remember how much he won? Uh, it was a lot, but you know, um, you can lose a lot of money, especially in Vegas. I mean, you know, you people have blown. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I was just—I was trying to think of. I was trying to grasp at what movie reference I wanted to make, but I couldn't find one. Anyway, so we get a flashback of them at dinner. Um, when Monk is being introduced, and yes, Trudy's separating Monk food, which, you know, um, also, oh yeah, because the thing we see at the beginning of the dinner scene is that, um, Marsha gives Monk all of his food on different plates, and that, like, when just that image, like, you know, obviously it's a dumb thing that he does that, but that just, like, kind of made me, like, get a love in my throat, because it's, like, it's so nice to see, especially because Trudy doesn't, I mean, not Trudy, Shrona doesn't do this for him, it's nice to see people who actually care about making Monk comfortable, um, like, it's just sweet, you know, 
Um, you know, I don't know. I, I yeah. liked it. Yes. No, they, I mean, it's obvious, like, they have a ton of affection for him. Like, he's a good guy. Like, mm-hmm. there's no reason to, Yeah. You know, and so, anyway, at the flashback, um, Monk is offered a job as a consultant on a police procedural, but he says no, because he's never leaving San Francisco, you know? Right. Um, but, yeah, he's, I mean, Monk, he's just very sociable at these flashbacks, and it's nice to see, you know, he's making cracking wise, being self-deprecating. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, yeah, I guess at this point, I kind of, I kind of expected there to be a little bit more character development with Mike. Absolutely, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, there's just there's not there's not a lot going on here beyond just like that. It's you know nice to see, but it, it, nothing ends up coming of it, which kind of sucks. Anyway, okay. we cut back to modern day and. Monk looks at the chair and he looks to his father-in-law and says, "I'm so sorry." Which you feel like there's going to be a big important scene, and then yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Kevin Dorfman is just like, "Hey, you know this sweet scene that you're about to have? I'm going to fucking ruin it by saying like, what if the geese blinking code?'" Which like, fine, that's not the craziest theory in the world, but know your moment. Yeah, no, he definitely lacks some decorum, um, and so I mean that's pretty much it right then. Then we move on to the right to the next scene, right? Well, we just learned some more information, but yes, that um, it's not blinking. That oh right, but Rodney won't talk to Monk. Uh, that Ro- Roddy's he declared bankruptcy, and his assistant yeah, got he's killed. had a tough year. He's had a tough year, exactly. Um, so, and it, that Monk kind of now knows sort of what's going on. Wait, clear this up for me. Clear this up for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, was he involved with his assistant? No, I, I mean maybe. I'm just like I'm not clear. I'm just like, why is she like at his house in the beginning? I thought for whatever reason. I, I mean, a, she, she's an assistant. Also, you know, they maybe maybe they bumped dogs once or twice. There's nothing, you know. Actually, I was just gonna say there's nothing wrong with that, but there very specifically is. We had a whole reckoning about that. But um, yeah, no. I, I mean, I don't know. If you, I mean, if you're his assistant, could you resist? He's very handsome. His hairline is impeccable. Bumping uglies. No, it is. Yeah, you're right. I was hoping that I don't know why I chose that phrase, and I was hoping to move on from it without referencing it. But anyway, um, Too late. so. So what we learn is that the assistant got killed in a crash near Bluestone Fishing or whatever, and we also know that Val Bursch goes fishing there because we learned that in his intro on the show. So they go down to the crash site. Um, yep. Monk is making his rugged terrain face, and they find the envelope with a tape in it. But, 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 because Roddy is not that dumb, it's, it's a random exercise tape. Yeah. And unlike Mr. Well, Monk and the TV star, this is a normal exercise tape. Yeah. Am I wait? Am I missing something here? What, what? What do you mean? I mean, why wouldn't why wouldn't he have taken the envelope? He didn't go to the crash site. Oh, he didn't. Oh, no, wait, but yeah, Val. Did. No, Val did. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Why didn't he take the envelope? Because it was underneath like a thing of like a, a bush. Also, it probably was underneath the car. Because uh, oh, yeah, also he also yeah uh, uh, he, he doesn't know what he, anything that's going on like he doesn't you know he, he's not privy to the whole conspiracy so why would he think of anything of you know right now? also when the person who's dying is confessing to you what the whole crime is you don't really need more evidence <laughs> you just kind of like okay let me get a recording um, yeah and so they uh, then also they right they also find a can with a tab inside of it which is something we saw Val do earlier um, yeah. Which is something that I know people who like. I mean, my uh, brother's good friend from college, and my sworn enemy, uh, David, he does that. So he he's definitely a murderer. Um, 
I was like, he also can go fuck himself because he beat me in fantasy football a couple weeks ago and he sent me a 12-pack of Kleenex tissues and with a message saying you might need to cry after you got your ass kicked in fantasy, which is, you know, rude. Wow, really? Yeah. Where did he send it to you? To your, house, to your family's house? Or did yeah. You no, when, no, it was when I was still in Florida and he, I, there was an Amazon Prime package and it was a 12-pack of tissues. Dude, I need to be in a fantasy league with you so I can send you, like, Please really don't. gross things. Like Please, Jared, no, also, like Jared oh, Leto. Oh god! Please don't. Uh, Jared, I do remember when because Jared Leto, in case for those who don't know, which why would you? Because you're not your brain isn't completely warped and sick because of the internet. Um, during the filming of Suicide Squad, he sent his cast members a bunch of stuff. Notably, most of them he sent bullets in the mail in envelopes. And I remember there's a great bit on like an interview for Comic Con where Viola Davis is like just says in the most Viola Davis voice like he didn't send me none of that stuff, and I'm glad he didn't. <laughs> Because she's like, yeah, I have no, no time. I have ass. no time for this fucking pretty boys, like, pop, like rock star asshole nonsense. Like, just act. Show up and act. Don't you have to be an asshole? Anyway, this is a very. I, I don't want to speak for you, but this is a very anti Jared Leto podcast. Um, no, same, same. I can't stand him. Even in stuff he's good at acting in, I can't. The fact that his process is the way it is, it's like you you don't have to make everyone else's life miserable just so you can be like a decent actor. Anyway. So right. they go to uh, Val Birch's house, and he's not home, but the door is open. And Kevin did go to law school for three semesters. And what does he know about breaking and entering? He knows that you can lean in. It's apparently in the it. Constitution. You can't, you, yeah. You, you, he can't pl- you can't step foot literally inside of there. You need to just, like, you know. Lean. Um, so yeah, he's lean. leaning in the house, and Monk is holding his pants. Um, and he ends up getting, picking up a pencil with the same bite marks on it as, uh, Roddy. So, they know he yep. was there. Which, once again, mm-hmm. they actually don't even need more evidence than that. The fact that he was at his house no. means that Roddy would get fired and Val would lose his wings. <laughs> like, the game, yes. the game show laws are incredibly strict. Um, and as we're about to leave, Roddy, not Roddy, Val is doing something that this... Want to talk about a thing that happened that someone yeah. five years after me would not get? He's checking his messages, which, once right. again, I'm glad that I just got in under the wire of knowing this. Also, side note, am I crazy? Like, don't you feel like baby boomers assume that you don't know technology, like, way more than you, you do? Like, people over these, like, 50, like, well, like, talking to me, assume I don't know what, like, a VCR was, and it's like... I have memories from before I was 10. Like, I know, or, like, of uh, landlines. Like, oh, you don't even know what a landline is. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I'm not 13. Okay, well, check this out. Mm-hmm. Check this out. So, like, I, I know that, like, obviously I had, like, my family had mm-hmm. an answering machine. I did not know for whatever reason that you could call your answering machine and check your messages mm-hmm. remotely. Oh, I knew that. I thought you my parents did that all the machine. time. Well, no, it's because that, that usually, I don't know if that, I could be wrong about this, but... I don't think that that technology existed when there were separate answering machines. Like, my, I, I actually never, my family never, I am young enough where my family never had a separate answering machine. It always was the answering machine, in, like, combo with the phone. Um, so I don't gotcha. know. Gotcha. But yeah, yes, you can call. Um, no, I didn't know that, that they played them out loud at the home, because obviously, why would you? Because if you're calling to get your messages, you're not home. Yeah. But anyway, so right. the messages, there's a message, um about from a Mercedes dealership saying that, you know, the Mercedes is in um, good call ordering it four weeks ago, and that's a problem. Why? Uh, because it implies that he knew he was going to he was gonna be able to afford it. 
and because he started on the game show like three weeks ago, you know, right? And yes. he, and you know, Monkey needs to try to figure out what's going on, what the, what the whole issue is, and he needs to get closer. And what's the only way he's going to get closer? How is he getting closer? Uh, he's going to go digging for treasure himself. Now let me just say, Dwight is a terrible TV producer. Bunk should not be on TV. This is like if if this episode did not end in the house getting arrested, which would, would obviously have great ratings, and they I don't know when this took place, but they wish it was during sweeps. But if it didn't end that yep. way, Monk would be like a gay. It would Dwight would get fired for having him on the show. Like it's just so bad. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So Monk is on the show, and he wants to say hi to Sharona. And what else does he say? Because this is I I don't want to repeat it, but. Uh, well, he just mentions that, uh, cause he's like, oh, well, how long have you and Sharona been together? And he's just like, no, she's my nurse. Um, I, he says something after that. I didn't, I didn't he, catch You mean it. he says that, like, I needed, cause I, my wife was killed in a car bomb. Um. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He See, can't that, help like, himself. I've heard it so many times, I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. Um, and so the first question comes up, he's, it, it, it starts off, where? And bing, Monk was cleaning off his buzzer. And this this is this is I think just bad. This I think is just annoying. I'm not a fan of this whole section. I assume you aren't either. No, it isn't. But it's like really annoying. Actually, like I'm sorry if I buzzed it. You gotta read me the whole fucking question. No, like, that's not saying. how game shows. Don't how, be, no, that, not so if you literally. They won't tell you the question not even once. I mean, if what I because if it's the type of game show where you're allowed to buzz in early, which. I don't know why this one is one of those, because if there's multiple choice questions, why would it be? But if that is the type of show it is, they absolutely will not read the full question, because part of it is... That's true. That's that's what doesn't make sense, because... Yeah, why is it multiple choice? choice like, yeah. Why right. is it multiple choice? Yes. Because I did academic team in high school, obviously, and um, we... Basically, the whole thing was that, like, a lot of the questions were easy enough, where it was kind of understood that both teams would get it. The challenge was to buzz in early, because it would be like, questions would be like... Um, this uh, this Moroccan city, uh, the setting for a 1939 best pi- 1941 best picture, is the da 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 da. And obviously, you buzz in and say Casablanca at the beginning of it. The, the challenge was not so much knowing it by the end of the question; it was knowing it earlier. Anyway, um, that's a right, long-winded right. way of talking about my experience at academic team, where we won the championship my sophomore year. So um, he did, he can't guess the question wrong. He has a whole bit where the whole final answer bit. And then he buzzes in again at the beginning of the next question because apparently it's still a little grimy. Um, he keeps buzzing. It's annoying everyone. Um, and so he then, you know, kind of steps back and they start asking more questions. And Val gets two questions right. Um, and well, just did, like, we, did we talk oh. about how we did we talk about how we know what the what the answers are? Like how they that's what the system? I mean, that's what I'm getting to, man. Come on. But they mentioned it previously. What do you mean? They mentioned it previously, no? No, it's after the first round where Monk figures it out. Oh, okay. Yeah, because right. there's because after the second question that Val gets, Monk like smiles because he got it. And what is what's the that, secret? Uh, yeah, it sounds like I buzzed in too early. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, the secret is uh, it's it's an A. It's obviously A, B, C, or D, depending on how he holds the card, the question mm-hmm. card. Yes. So what that's corner how, he holds uh, it on. Correct. Yes. Which I'll be honest with you, not a bad system. Like in no, hindsight, it's obvious. In hindsight, it's obvious. But if you didn't know what you're looking for, I mean, you wouldn't notice it. Um, it's a lot less noticeable right. than the cough on Millionaire, which you really can hear. Like they figured it out before they even gave him the prize money, so like it's pretty obvious. 
Um, so Monk's got it. So he and he explains that like he's holding um, how he's, he explains to Dwight what's happening, and it's like, oh, we'll call the police. It's like, no, 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 no. When did Lizzie Roddy's assistant die? And he's like, oh, he died during this show on May second or whatever. Oh, by the way, that just reminds me. This is during sweeps, so good for the network. Um, so, Monk then realizes, because when they're at Val's house, there was a saved message from May 2nd at, like, 7.30, right? Right. And so Monk's right. like, oh, don't yeah, call the police. I, I think I'm going to prove more than just cheating. And so, yeah. uh, then we go to the next round, and there's a bit that I think is a funny, funnily staged, where Monk and Val are both buzzing in before the questions are even asked, because they both know yeah. the system. Right. And Val's just staring daggers at him, and then you see Roddy starting to freak out, so, mm-hmm. like, they know nothing good is coming up. No. Um, oh, also, during the, la- the last commercial break, Monk asks, is there a way he could call someone? And there's like, yes, there's the phone of friend feature. So, Monk ends up winning that round, and he goes to the bonus round. And for the first question, he wants to phone a friend. Um, and now this is a problem, because... Another thing that's about game shows is I, I don't know if you know this, but any game show that has a phone a friend type feature, before you're on the you show, you have to provide who the person is because there's a reason why Millionaire never gets a non-answer. Like <laughs> they gets because the people right. are ready. Um, right. So yeah, that's kind of stupid. But who is he gonna call? Not Ghostbusters, obviously. Uh, uh, yeah, he's gonna call. Our good old friend, Val Birch himself. But how is he going to call Val Birch? He's right there. Oh, he doesn't need to talk to him. He just needs to call his phone number. He needs his. He needs Voice to hear message. the answering machine message. Yeah. So he so he gets the number from Dwight, who shouts it over the intercom. He calls it up, gets the voicemail, and he remembers, like, the tones that he heard. Boop, boop, boop. So, like, 483 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And as he's doing this, he's explaining what happened and what happened. Uh, all right, so essentially what happens is obviously um, somehow Lizzie found out that, that he was cheating. In some uh, that, un- that unrelated was, way. Un- unrelated to this Yeah, bit, in some yes. unrelated way. Yeah, that he's cheating. So obviously we saw a whole scene in the beginning. So then obviously Roddy kills her. And um, what's it called? Uh, what's his name? Val was, uh, yeah, he was fishing at the, at the spot. He witnesses the crime or the you know the car going off the side of the mountain or whatever. He goes up and basically finds uh, Lizzie and her dying her last dying moments, and somehow like he has the foresight to like record a voicemail of like her last battle. Or, or what, what well, did she, she think? What she's basically she saying what happened. Like Roddy killed me because right. I learned he did this and this and that. Right, and so th- then you know Val knows he struck gold, so he blackmails Roddy, and 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 off we go. And that's mm-hmm. it, right? And yeah. you hear the phone message, and it's pretty damning. As a woman dying, yep. accusing someone of a crime, the uh, security comes in and is like, "Hey, some homicide detective, I'll talk to you." And then Monk, you know, he gives a little little tip of the cap. He gives a little beep. He beeps the buzzer Buzzes again. Buzzes him away. And then Dwight comes over, gives him a nice moment where you know. Embrace him. It's like you were amazing, just like Trudy would said, and uh, and then we get the end of the episode where he goes to Trudy's room, and um, honestly, there's not really any big payoff here because there's nothing. You would hope I kind of was hoping that yeah. it was something related to Monk. It was like he read her diary about like her dog dying or something like that, and like the message is obviously that like she she was really sad about her dog dying. She didn't want to go to school. Yada yada yada. Which I just I remember I said I yeah. wasn't gonna say yada 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 this episode. I apologize. Um, 
he that her dog died and she's really sad and then he skips forward and then she's like you know remembering the good times and is happy to go to camp which i'm a huge person i love dogs i was really devastated when my childhood dog died your dog childhood dog dying is not comparable to your wife getting killed in a car bomb <laughs> it's not the same thing yeah no. Sorry. now if your childhood Sorry. dog got killed in a car bomb that's a little closer also wow that's weird um but- I mean, imagine, imagine it was just the dog, though. It's not like it got killed in a car bomb that was meant for someone else. It's like, no, this, this car bomb specifically we, for this we dog. We wanted to kill this fucking dog, yeah. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> well, I mean, it is horrible. Um, but yeah, rest in peace to Ginger. Um, hardly knew ya. But yeah, anyway, what did you give this episode out of 10? Uh, I give it my, my go-to. It's a, just a 7.5. I gave it just a 7 because I was very let down okay. by the lack of depth about the stuff with Trudy. And then Kevin Dorfman just really... Um, he really gave a cooling to my endorphins. Um, yep. Just Kevin Dorkman. I mean, that's a layup, but I agree. And send guys, tweet. <laughs> send command. He has to freaking take out a second mortgage just to expedite ship some gamer girl bathwater and that type of guy um Ooh. i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> don't ask if you're if you're over the age of 50 don't ask what i mean by that um yeah please don't and also if you're under and you don't get it don't ask just know that there are some that if you're on twitter enough your brain will be completely poisoned to the point where um you can't interact with the, the rest of the world like an old human being anymore anyway um speaking of twitter you can follow the show at strictly monk and andre where we'll follow you could follow me at Andre Barrera. You could follow me at the J Christie. Um, if there's any other turns of phrase that you want me to stop using, please let me know. Um, I apologize. Uh, I, it'll take me a couple episodes to stop using them. Um, when I was back home, uh, you know, living with my parents for a bit, my mom got on me because I kept saying sure instead of yes to questions, and it was sounding condescending, which it was, I'll be honest with you. And it took me like a good week and a half to stop doing that, so just give me a couple episodes. Um, uh, yeah, I, man. That's nothing worse than when someone tells you to stop saying something that you're doing instinctually and then every time you say in front of them again you're like you want to be like oh my god i'm so sorry <laughs> and yeah uh, yeah yeah um yeah and i definitely was like no mom i'm not trying to be condescending and then like the next time i did it it's like wow that sounds condescending i really should stop doing that <laughs> um, i gotta start calling you out oh so, okay t- t- call me out come on what, what do you got what do you got no i'll tell you when i when i see you okay okay um yeah i i go through verbal tics like uh, sneakerhead go through goes through shoes it's because it's like i don't have any i never have any verbal tics for more than like a month and a half but when i have one i'll just use it like great it's it's a problem um i'm gonna start yeah. calling you tick tick um okay yeah uh, the tick on amazon prime no no uh, no 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 like tick. uh like uh uh the lovecraft country ah i did not watch lovecraft country um not that I will, but I have not. Anyway, we're gonna keep watching Monk. I hope you guys appreciate that. We're gonna keep funkin' we're gonna keep funkin' along. We're gonna keep monkin' along, not funkin' along. Jeez, I almost slipped up there. And so, please rate, review, subscribe to the show. Please tell your friends, family, coworkers. Uh, I'll, I'll tell your au pair. Tell your midwife if you're uh, currently very pregnant. Um, tell, tell your mistress. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Tell your because the thing is, like, I think this is a, tell, this is a. This is the opposite of a pro-mistress show, though. It is. Now, yes, that's true. So maybe don't tell your mistress, but what I was going to say is maybe tell your mistress because if you have that with your mistress, you can talk about Monk. If you have that, like, bit of your relationship, maybe you can replace, I don't know, one, 
when normally you would have to buy her like an expensive bracelet or expensive necklace, just like the gift instead you can give her is the gift of monk. You know, save yourself some money. Um, and um, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm not gonna keep following this comedy thread because my mind just went to some places that like, not like, you know. And I don't know if this happens to you. It probably doesn't. Where like you think of a joke and it's like it's not too dirty to say. It's not too like it's not offensive and it's not like, too much personal information. It's just like so deeply like dark and actually just like not actually funny. You're like, I can't keep going with this bit. I'll tell you when I get off the air. But anyway. Okay, okay. Anyway. Just tune in next week as we talk about Mr. Monk takes his medicine. Uh goodbye, Sharona. Let's get monkey. <laughs>